Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. I'm Kyle Knight, the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in. Uh, We are on episode four of our little mini series of why we do what we do here at Fathom Church, specifically looking at our Sunday morning services, breaking them down. Um, the first episode, if you haven't listened to any of the previous ones, go back and listen to those. Uh, we first talked about preaching the word, um, why we, why we preach through, uh, the, the scriptures, that, that kind of style. Uh, the second episode we talked about praying the word, um, the different types, the different times during the service, um, when we pray, why we pray, how that's all very intentional, um, and then the last episode, we talked about singing the word. Uh, we had uh, Pastor Chris on here talking about um, kind of why we do worship the way we do and and really like why we worship in the first place uh, for a for a worship service here on, on Sunday mornings. Um, we kind of took a deeper dive into that. And we will take a deeper dive into that with um, Amanda, uh, our worship minister, with that as well. So that was singing the word last week. Hope you got to uh, listen to that. This episode, we're going to talk about read the word. You saw that in the title as you clicked on this reading the word. Now um, we again have pastor Chris with us here today. Welcome dude. I'm on sabbatical. So you are. Uh, how is this not a breach of my sabbatical protocol? This is this is magic. The miracle <laughs> of recording things. Recording, yes. Way before this we release not live. Them. This is not live. No, everyone. But uh, yes, I you, am. You are on sabbatical. I'm on sabbatical right now. Um, it's it's it's. How's it? See, how's it? How's it going? Well, from this seat, it's going great. Great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's going. No, I'm glad well I'm glad we get a chance to record these before <laughs> yes. I go out on sabbatical, uh, even though it will be coming out once I'm on sabbatical. And, right. Um, but yeah, looking forward to talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So read the word. Um, we're talking about Sunday mornings here at Fathom Church, right. reading scripture. Um we talked about this a little bit before this one. This sounds a lot like, I mean, the very first episode we do is preaching the word, right? I mean, it's, it's the text, it's scripture, it's preaching from there. Reading the word seems very similar. Um, so talk a little bit about that, how it's, how it's different. And then we'll get really yeah. into like the, yeah. the meat of, of where we read the word and stuff during service. Okay, so um, this feels like a redundancy mm. if you are coming from maybe a low church tradition or uh, an evangelical non-denominational tradition, this might feel like a redundancy. Right. Um, because in a lot of, let's just say larger church, um, evangelical church, non-denominational church, sometimes even Baptistic churches, uh, lower liturgical churches, mm-hmm. Um, the preaching of the word is the only time where the word is read. Yes. And so that, that might be why this can, could feel like a, a redundancy. Now, if you're coming from a higher church tradition, man, there's reading of the word (laughs) all through, (laughs) um, all through the service. Mm -hmm. In fact, the preaching of the word is barely preaching. Sometimes it's like a mini little homily or thought Mm -hmm. and the, the bulk of, like we said in our last episode, the meat of the service uh, 
in that in that little service sandwich with the bread being being music and singing mm-hmm. and the meat being the word uh the bulk of that is just read over us rather than um than mm-hmm. preached or proclaimed or commentated on or taught so uh that's where i want to designate that reading the word is different than preaching mm-hmm. the word uh reading the word is uh, not when someone is giving commentary or thoughts or exposition or teaching on the word. It's legitimately looking to the scriptures and letting them be read over us in the gathering as a way of encouraging, as a way of instructing, as a way of worshiping. So mm-hmm. um, I will read, um, I think I read first, uh, I'm sorry, Second Timothy 3 a little bit when we talked about preach the word, but let me go back to this again. You're going to read the word? I'm going to read the word read about the word. reading the word, there okay? Um, and in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 says this. That's a very famous verse, so you probably know this, but let me read this. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so uh, that's that's part of our conviction as Christians that all of the scripture is profitable. All of the scripture has multiple uses, uh, and one of the uses that 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 is is for teaching is mm-hmm. for preaching. But uh, there's more than just that. And so, so in our services, uh, from start to finish, we we want the reading of God's word to be prominent. Yes, we want to sing. Yes, we want to pray. It's laced all through our worship gatherings. Certainly, we want to value preaching of the word, but the the reading of God's word by God's people communally and corporately during the Sunday service is a mainstay of Christian worship. So we're going to read the word, man, all through our service. Okay, so now as, as we're talking about reading the word all throughout the service, um, let's talk about the different the different times where we read the word throughout the service. And, and as we're kind of saying some of these, um, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into maybe a couple of these, but give us a little bit of your thoughts on, you know, when, when starting the church, when planting the church, um, you thinking of, of, Hey, this is like, I really, I want the scripture being read at this, at this time. I mean, you, you mentioned, um, other churches, if you grew up in, in sort of the, which like that, that was me, the times where I would hear the word read was mainly just the sermon. And that right. was, and that was it. Um, so, so let, let's kind of go through our service. The, we, we read the word a few different ways and a few different times throughout yeah. the service. Let's go through that. And, and also just kind of explain like why, like right. why we do it right. there. Um, yes. Yeah, so th- start that's, off the service. That's really good. Um, actually, well, here's what I want to do. I'm going to start in the center and work our way back out. Okay. Yeah. Because, when we started the church, so I I don't I, I mean if you've been around the block with us, you know I wasn't raised in church. Mm-hmm. I don't have uh, much high church experience. Uh, when I did get saved, I got saved in an evangelical context, and so my experience was sing a couple songs, hear a sermon, sing a couple songs, get to Chili's. You know, like that's <laughs> been that's been my rhythm yep. for most of yep. my Christian life. And so when we planted the church, that was kind of the liturgical. Mm-hmm you know, piece that we did. Uh, and so in, in preaching the word encapsulated within that we do read the word, Mm. right? So sometimes you will hear sermons where 
the word is not prominent in the sermon. And I'm not just talking about what they're preaching or, right. or the, or expository method of preaching, but um, they aren't, the preacher is not actually opening the book and reading the text to God's people. Mm. So a couple things that I do intentionally in, in my preaching is one, I want to really read the word and then commentate and preach around mm. that. So whatever our text is, I will be reading that. I mean, that will be read by me as the preacher. The second thing that I intentionally do is I read it from my actual Bible. If you have have been at Fathom, you know that I preach, uh, you probably know that I preach from an iPad. And so I have my sermon on my iPad. My notes are on my iPad. Um, and that includes the scriptures that I'm going to be reading, but mm-hmm. I pick up my Bible, my paper Bible, the, the, the preaching Bible. It's sitting right next to me right now. This is the Bible that I've preached every mm-hmm. single sermon from that I've ever preached. And I think there's something valuable about, um, I don't know. I don't know what there's, what the pragmatic value other than people seeing me mm-hmm. a- actually holding the book, but I think there's something about me holding the Bible, reading God's word as a part of my preaching. So so that's where there is some overlap, mm-hmm. like just just like we said earlier, um, that's that's kind of the evangelical tradition. Right. So so that that's a part of it. But then there are other strategic points in our liturgy where the reading of God's word happens. So um, there's one real obvious one, which is where we stand and have the word read. So let's let's do that one last. Yep. And yep. let's talk about our call to worship and our benediction, mm-hmm. because we talked about this in the pray the word episode mm-hmm. but sometimes those are the the call to worship and the benediction are are points of prayer mm-hmm. but other times uh they are points where the worship leader some mostly Amanda will read a scripture mm-hmm. and she will read a scripture over us that pertains to either the start of the service to kind of call us into worship or that pertains to what has been preached that kind of closes uh, the, the loop for the worship service. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think this is a really awesome thing for us to do. We didn't, we haven't always done this actually. This has been evolutionary. Like we've said, all of our services mm-hmm. have kind of evolved over time as we've grown and as we've learned and as we've tried new things. But, um, but it's, it's lovely to start with prayer and the word and it's lovely to end and close mm-hmm. with prayer and, and the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so again, that's the, those, those scriptures, uh, are, what Amanda spends time during her week uh, as our worship minister uh, thinking about. She sees my sermon and knows what I'm preaching on and so can thematically kind of pick addendum additional scriptures to be read over our church. Um, But man, I think those are really cool and really sweet things uh, for our church is, is the reading of the word to start our service and to end our service. Right. Right. Um, now let's let's go to the the scripture being read when we stand um, after announcements, right before the sermon. Right. Um, that's that's a that's a a key part to our service. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, where that came from, why that is important, yeah. uh, and and where it's at in the service, and then we'll kind of break down why we right. why we do certain things during that. <laughs> Yeah, so this started about we added that that portion of our service about 4 years ago. Um before that, I would always in my man so if we went back to look at old manuscripts of my sermons, I would always at the beginning of my sermon read the whole text mm-hmm. and then I would say this is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Um, but it was not as formalized as it has been in the last four years. Um, but about four years ago, we added into our liturgy um, the official reading of God's word. Now, let me, there's a, there's a number of things that kind of um, play into this. First, uh, what do we read at that mm-hmm. section? Well, that is the text that is read over us is uh, determined by whoever is preaching. Sometimes that will be a portion of the scripture that is being preached that is just kind of the emphasis that wants we want to read over us. So sometimes that is actually a redundancy that will be read over us, and then I will read that in the, the sermon, read that same text over us again in the sermon. Other times, though, uh, we'll, we will read, um, we will read a, a passage that has to do with uh, our passage, or it might be a, a theological link, mm-hmm. or it might be um, if there's, let's just say we're in the Gospel of Matthew, because I know that's what we're in this summer, and Matthew quotes an Old Testament or refers to an Old Testament prophecy, maybe we would read that Old Testament prophecy mm-hmm. at that time. So uh, it, it it's sometimes going to be a loose, um, maybe a more looser tie to the sermon, but we pick that that um, that scripture, and then we ask somebody in our congregation to read the scripture. So, uh, really, this is anybody in our who calls Fathom Church home. Uh, we would allow for them to uh, and invite them to read scripture in our gathering. So, I think that's a really important piece to to just note that uh, this is a place where all of our church is invited mm-hmm. to participate. In, on a Sunday morning, uh, most of our roles on Sunday morning from the stage are reserved for you know members or are reserved for staff or elders or uh, you know being on the worship team or whatever it might be. But this is a this is a position that anybody who calls Fathom Church home mm-hmm. uh, can 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 get up and read scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, most of the time, uh, I I tend to favor having women read that script, read the scripture. Uh, we will have men who do that as well. Um, but I would say, you know, three out of four readers, I try to get women. Um, and that's just to offset the fact that I am a man and I'm the primary Mm -hmm. voice of this church, uh, from the pulpit. And I want women to be platformed and I want them to be given an opportunity to uh, read scripture and to share those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is another reason why it's, I'm really thankful we have uh, women on staff, both uh, Amanda, but then Whisper and Karina. It, again, it's it's just a, another piece for us to to say, hey, yes, we are, while we are complementarian in how we do leadership at Fathom, uh, we are very much about platforming and mm-hmm. equi- equipping and uh, giving as many opportunities as possible for women and men to use their gifts to build up the body. So um, so that's some of the tactile things that go into uh, that scripture reading mm. portion before we get into the preaching of the word. Yeah, and even even to continue with with that little uh, that little portion of of reading the word over us um, before the sermon, a, a, a few questions on how we do that. Okay. Um, why why do we stand? I mean, it sounds like such a Right, a silly question, but um, why why are we asked to stand? Why do we all stand together when the the yeah. word is being read over us? Um, why why do we have the um, this at the the conclusion of reading the scripture? Uh, this is the word of the Lord. Mm. We all respond and thanks be to God. Why those right. certain things? 
Yeah, so those are some more traditional elements, um, which again, probably maybe don't freak out, are more kind of low church. But this might be a new thing. I mean, at some level in the evangelical world, uh, there's been a pendulum swing Mm -hmm. away from higher church traditions, specifically Roman Catholic traditions, Mm -hmm. or even uh, Anglican or Episcopalian or Methodist or Lutheran, whatever those traditions might be. Um, And so the whole idea of like, oh, we just have to stand and sit and stand and sit and kneel and, you know, cross ourselves and we're reciting things Mm -hmm. that that tends to be rejected in more contemporary forms of liturgy. But we've tried to kind of recapture some of that. So why do we stand for the reading of the word? Well, we stand as a sign of respect. We stand as a sign of honor. Uh, We stand as a sign that um, that that God's word is worthy. I mean, so you think about this in in our um, even just in our American context. Uh, Please stand and remove your hats for the singing of the Mm -hmm. national anthem. You know, Mm -hmm. please stand, remove your caps, cover your you know, put your hand over your heart as Mm -hmm. we recite um, the. of course, I'm blanking, drawing a blank on it. The Pledge, Pledge of, of Allegiance. Allegiance. You know, yeah. those sorts of things. I don't even know if they do that in schools anymore. I did that every day uh, as a kid in elementary know, school. But uh, but <laughs> that, we don't, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but we stand mm-hmm. often. Uh, you, you, would, you would stand as a bride is being walked down the aisle right, at right. a wedding. You would stand. Uh, I, M- Marcy and I are watching, uh, re-watching one of our favorite shows, uh, which is the West Wing. And every time the president of the United States enters the room, everybody stands to their feet. Mm-hmm. Even even when, um, you know, in a more traditional environment, when a lady were to walk into a room, all of the gentlemen right. would stand uh, until she was in the room and seated, and then they would all sit down again. There's all these kinds of um, cultural signs of respect, signs of showing honor. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we want to do is uh, when God's word is read, we stand. We stand to uh, to honor it, to show reverence, to show deference, to show respect. Mm. So that's why we stand. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit foreign, but it feels kind of, I, I think it's cool. I also just think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, we are so lowbrow here at Fathom. I mean, come on now. No. I, I wear jeans and- no. And, uh, and boots and I'm not, you know, we're not super fancy, but I just think there's something about standing Mm -hmm. in honor and respect. Um, and then, yeah, the, 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 the word is read. And then the, the liturgy says, this is the word of the Lord. And then we all respond. Thanks be to God. This is a traditional, uh, uh, liturgical piece that we've added in. Mm -hmm. Uh, why, why do we say this is the word of the Lord? It's acknowledging Mm -hmm. what we're actually reading, that this isn't just good advice. That this isn't just, right, right. you know, uh, this isn't just an ancient book that we have, you know, deemed as, you know, maybe a good guidebook, you know, for our lives or something. This isn't, this is not any, anybody's word other than the word of the Lord. So it's what we just read mm-hmm. in second Timothy three, that all scripture is breathed out by God. Mm-hmm. It's God's word. And and we are going to submit under it. So we say, this is the word of the Lord. This is this is what's being read over us. This is what's being centered here at our church is that God's word is the thing. This is why we said, preach the word, pray the word, sing the word, read the word, see the word. The word is mm-hmm. the thing. So this is the word of the Lord. And then we all say in unison, 
thanks be to God. We we bless God. We thank him. We are grateful for his word, grateful for him revealing himself to us through the person and work of Jesus Christ as we have written down in the word of God. So I, again, it might freak out some of our more, <laughs> more uh, casual people, but I think there's just something about showing that little bit of old school honor, mm. old school respect, and and very much in a formal way saying, we submit once again to this. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks be to God. I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining those little pieces of it. Okay. I'm going to go a little rogue on this one because I know we're supposed to be talking about why we do what we do on Sunday Sunday morning right. services. Right. Um, but I mean, we're, we're talking about reading the word a little bit. Uh, we do have, um, we put up there in, in January, a reading plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about private reading of the word versus public reading of the word. Um, public reading of the word, what we just all, what we talked about um, in the service. But then we, we also, we, we usually have a, a reading plan that we put out there to read the Bible in a year. And right. that could, and we're, we're hoping that, um, the people of Fathom Church come along with us and continue to read that on their own. Talk a little bit about um, both of those and, and sort of our our reading plan or that that kind of private reading of the word as right. well. Yeah, that's good. Um, because why do we why do we do what we do? Yeah, of course we're talking about our Sunday services, mm-hmm. but um, in in some traditions, the only time that Christians read the word is publicly, right? Yeah. Uh, in in some of the more some of the more higher church traditions that's it is the word the reading of the word publicly corporately communally in the congregational gathering mm-hmm. is kind of it and private reading of the word tends to be less in vogue uh on the other side of the scale i would say in a kind of our evangelical culture your you know, devotions, your mm. devotional time, your Bible reading privately tends to be the main diet. And we kind of downplay and maybe poo-poo the the public reading of scripture as more formal or less, you know, more rote or less meaningful. And I would just say it's a both and. Mm. Uh, yeah, like we just talked about, the public reading of God's word in the gathering of the saints on the Lord's day is a is a Christian mainstay for worship. Mm. And the book is given to us as a gift. We have God's word on our phones. Goodness gracious, mm. on uh, in uh, how many dozens of bibles we all have in our homes on our shelves. And so the private reading of God's word is just as beneficial. It's both and for us. So so yeah, we 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 put out like a reading plan. It's just a help. It's just a tool. It's not the way. It's just one way. Um, we would encourage people in their disciplines plans as we talk about spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines to find ways to regularly read the word privately. Uh, we even do this in our D groups in a smaller context, a smaller group context where we read God's word and we mm-hmm. talk about it. Um, so so I, I just think reading the word is neither private nor public. It's both. Mm. It's meant to be both, just like prayer should be corporate and it should be individual. Um, so so we want to see reading God's word as a mainstay on our Sunday gatherings, absolutely, but then also in the lives of every member of our church. Mm. Uh, it's part of our discipleship. It's knowing how do we know who Jesus is? We, we, we get to know him more and more intimately as we spend time with him in the word. 
That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, read the word. Last last little thoughts of read the word, our fourth episode. Read it. Read it's it. important. Yeah. It's an, I, I understand why this one could be seen as a redundancy, but I hope that we've made the case that it's, that yeah. it's actually not. It is different from preaching the word and uh, it's essential. It's an essential part of Christian worship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we do it. I'm glad we do it as often as we do it. Right. It's needed. Um, all right. Thank you, Pastor Chris. You um, hopefully you're enjoying your sabbatical. Woo, baby. Uh, sitting go on the back beach. And, sitting on sure. the beach. Yes. Yes, you are. Uh, thank you, church, for listening. Uh, this was uh, Read the Word on uh, why we do what we do here at Fathom. This was the fourth episode. Uh, our next episode is our last one of this little mini series. We're going to talk about See the Word. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, we hope we um, we hope you tune in for that the the next week. Um, so thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.